hello it is Katrina with Mulligan Nation thank you for joining yet another episode where we talk about do-overs in Mulligan Nation we are all about do-overs in life and business and golf um, if you don't know what Mulligan Nation is or I'm sorry what a mulligan is a mulligan is a term used in business or recreational golf and it means do-over so basically you mess up your shot you just do it over as if nothing happened so that's what we're going to talk about today um but before we jump into um bringing our guests in and our subject matter today i want to give you your golf term of the um week so this week's golf term is business golf so a lot of people want to know what is business golf business golf is playing a round of golf to get to know your playing partner for the purposes of doing business at a later time so a lot of people like to think business is done on the golf course the reality is business is not done on the golf course per se but relationships are built on the golf course hence why we use the word business golf we are creating relationships and building them on the golf course so that you can do some business at a later time so put that in your terminology bank and we're going to move right on to our guest uh today our guest is janice scott janice is going to tell you all about herself but when i tell you she has some great points when it comes to do-overs in life uh she does and i'm and no one can tell it better than the arkansas <laughs> i guess race yes, <laughs> yes. Janice, welcome to the show thank you for being here thank you for having me absolutely so tell us a little bit about yourself before we start jumping into these hot topics Okay, um, I am a public figure here in the Grady Atlanta area. I am originally from Arkansas, a little small rural town called Gould, G-O-U-L-D. Most people never heard of it until I say Little Rock and they're like, oh yeah, I'm like <laughs> an hour south of Little Rock and then everybody knows. But um, I kind of um, feel like I have a success story that I can share with other people and help uplift and inform them because in my high school days of growing up I used to chop cotton and um, I have come from chopping cotton to now living my dreams and so um, I am in Atlanta for the second time the first time I lived here was back in the 90s I'm a former special deputy uh, US Marshal law enforcement officer and uh, had some family emergencies and had to go back to Arkansas for some years and read locating back the second time in 2015 wonderful so okay two two things there so i i when i i totally get that whole you know i'm from ghoul and no one knows where that is when you say little rock it's like oh okay because i tell people i'm from edenton georgia and some people are like okay where is that and i say lego company so you understand chopping cotton is that like picking cotton and also doing something with it what what is chopping cotton 
Uh, chopping is when you, you know, take the hoe and you uh, weed out the thicker cotton. It's called blocking. Or you chop the weeds from between the cotton with the hoe. Um, I haven't actually picked. I think I picked just a little bit, but my mom used to pick. But I've chopped it. And then we call, um, you got where you call tromping cotton. And that's when they put you in the top of the trailer and you just stomp the cotton down with your feet. Um, I also have a certificate in USDA. I was a cotton grader for many many years so you know arkansas is a farming state so that's where you have all your cotton your soybeans your rice corn all of that stuff now, now you're talking about a mulligan oh this is gonna be good okay and i i'm not i will never ask for your age but when you start talking about um uh, like uh, what is it jobs and occupations in cotton I, I start to think back in the way back in the day so um, I'm excited to uh, learn more about your your change your coming of the Janice Scott of today yes um, yeah you know um, in the small town and they actually still do a little chopping cotton every year they're still going like they chop like last summer they get like a small group of people and yeah they still actually do it in my hometown um, if you go down there right now you'll see nothing but bells and bells and bells of beautiful cotton I mean it, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to see and experience yes okay so the, the the whole the perception of cotton in or in your state in your hometown your area is not the same as someone you know let's just say ne who've never seen it and only heard the stories surrounding well it is black history month so black history and cotton that whole thing it's a negative perception but the in arkansas it's different Should, is that, um, is that safe to say i would say it's really all how you view it and how you looked at it um it actually benefited me because i was able to get in on the black farmers lawsuit and i was awarded a large lump sum of money from the settlement that was so pinned against us so it's actually how you look at it um I actually, you know, we chopped cotton in the summer and we made our money to buy our school clothes. And that's how I bought my school clothes. And I guess I love the outdoors and the agriculture. And so when you come from a small town and from Arkansas, which is more of a natural state or outside, and then you come to a big city, it's kind of hard sometimes to make that transfer because you used to be in, in the outdoors. So chopping cotton for me was a, you know, um, I, I see it as a positive, as a good experience. Experience because that's how I made my money and that was the first sign of independence of making your own money and to know how to put it to use but it has been viewed you know in the negative way as well um, you know the stories and yes but you know we we as a small community that's what we did and that's how we made means mm, I love it love it it's a lot of stories like that um, out there, you gotta make the best of what you have. So that Absolutely. is good, and, it, and yeah. it worked out for you. And I'm glad. Great, thank yes. you for sharing that. Yes. Now let's talk about some of these. I mean, you kind of started down the road of staying positive when challenges arrive, but we didn't really talk about challenges um, because um, you know, for us, again, like myself, not knowing anything about cotton, that's a huge <laughs> challenge for me. But you know, it wasn't so much a challenge for you, but you, what you said, you definitely stayed positive throughout that whole thing and it worked out for you. So let's talk about how would someone stay positive uh, when challenges arise um, with them? Um, 
keep in mind the larger picture, the larger picture, the larger goal. Um, you know, you're not going to be in that particular spot or situation always. So it's just like us going through everyday challenges. You you push through it and you plow through it because you know that there's something greater. And most times, because I am a Christian and I am very solid in my faith, I know that, you know, things happen for a reason. And, you know, you set a goal and yeah, I got this going on right now, but it ain't gonna always be this situation. So, you know, and even if I have to pick up and do it over, I've learned from that lesson to know that it trouble don't last always. And so it's all how really how you view it. And, you know, it, it can it can really determine your outcome of how long you be in that situation, honestly. Okay, so can do you want do you have any challenges you would like to share that maybe someone could identify with and tell us how you got through those? Um well, I can I, I can I, I can kind of touch bases on a couple of things. Number one, um, you know, because I'm an author of Three Steps in Overcoming Trials and Tribulations, you know, I talk about my experience, you know, growing up, I am the youngest of 10. My mom has eight living now. And so um, I'm the baby and I've always felt like I've been sheltered. And so when I got an opportunity from high school to go on to college and then kind of spin out on my own. You know, I kind of got away from, you know, I've always felt like I was in, inside of an egg waiting to burst. And I talk about that in my book, being inside of an eggshell, just waiting to burst and blossom and do my own thing. And so relocating from Arkansas, a small town to Atlanta, um, I had goals set and what I wanted to do versus what God told me to do. And so once I got out here and I saw all the big lights and you know I joined World Changes Church with Dr. Creflo uh, in 97 and so I went to the church and saw all the chandeliers and then I saw all what Atlanta had to offer and so I kind of got sideswiped and sidestepped and so you have to stay focused and you know I went through some challenges where I worked at a security company that was basically racist and because I was a Christian I used to take my Bible to work and you know I was security before I went with the marshal service I worked in this little small company security and you know it was 12 hour shift so I would take my bible to work and so once I finished my shift and all of that you know I would sit down and read the bible and you know um, the supervisor was an atheist and he didn't mind letting you know and you know me and him kind of had confrontation and I ended up filing an EEO complaint and won and you know but going through that whole process I had to persevere you know sometimes when you go through you be want to give up you know and it it seemed like nothing is working and it seemed like it's taking so long when you're in the dead heat of it but to know that the end result is much more promising that's what keeps you going uh staying focused on the prize eyes on the prize yes thing yes thing. okay oh wow all right so that's um that's interesting and i'm sure a lot of people can identify with something like that in the workplace maybe not racism but there's always something in the workplace when you put people together and you know you're gonna yes. have challenges there so yeah like you yes. said keep your eyes on the prize and um keep moving forward um yes now so you said you left the small town and came to the big city of atlanta what brought you to atlanta um what made you pick atlanta was that what your I mean I know you said that you're deep in your faith so is that one of your assignments that you think God gave you or um or that God did give you or is that 
you're like, okay, Atlanta is going to be it. Um, yes. Um, actually, I, I was at home one day watching Pastor Dollar on TV and um, I heard it like it just hit me just now. I heard it loud and clear. Um, that's where you're supposed to be. And so I got up and I moved here because of my church. Um, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people move, find the job and then find a church home. Now I found the church home first and built the job around the church home. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, so that brings me to that question of pursuing your dreams. Um, you, uh, one of your your uh, topics was how to pursue your dreams at all costs, and it comes with a heavy price tag. Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, because you know we all have a purpose in life, and we all have a path. And so once you discover what your path is, your destiny, you set out to pursue it. And of course, you know, there's going to be just everyday life challenges. And then the devil, too, not going to want you to fulfill what you've been called to do, your God-given purpose and your God-given challenge. So he um, he set roadblocks, you know, um, a lot of things will come up while you pursuing your, your, your dreams and the call of God in your life, you know, and once the devil realize you're rock solid and then he'll come through family members he'll come through best friends he'll come through whatever source necessary in order for you to get frustrated for you to get off the path that you know you're supposed to be on so when i say pursue it at all costs that means no matter what like i am um going through a situation a challenge now with my car um you know but i choose not to focus on that because i know the bigger picture is I'm going to have the car of my desire. So, you know, it's like, you know, you set out to do things, you set a goal, you set a dream, you know what God called you to do. So you start walking it towards that purpose. And then um, distractions will come up, challenges will come up, and you just have to stay rock solid and say, I'm, you know, kind of like Esther in the Bible. She say, if I perish, then let me perish, which means I'm going to pursue this no matter what. I heard God's voice. I know this is my passion because this is coming from my gut. This is what I love to do. And so I'm I'm going to put everything into it and pursue it at all costs, no matter what. All right. So let me ask you, did you, um, and it's kind of off topic, but then it kind of is not. Um, did you play any sports? Like, are you a sports person now? Were you in the past? Yeah, I ran track in high school. Um, I was a cheerleader in high school. Um, yeah. Okay. And I ask because a lot of that mindset, a lot of athletes or people that um, play organized sports, um, yeah, that whole you know you got to get there and get it done by any means necessary. And yes. of course, you know, being that I'm a golfer and it's an individual sport, you know, it's like if you get into that moment, it's, it's do or I'm not gonna say do or die, but you, it's, it's you got to go, you got to do it. Yeah, right. By any means necessary. So um, yes. Yeah, I, I just kind of that was making me think of that. So, yes. <clears throat> one of the things that you talked about was disregard what was not disregarding silent years, um, the backside of the mountain experience. What is what exactly do you mean by that? Because sometimes, let's just say myself, I know the first five years of my business, I felt one way, and then year six came, I felt like I wanted to kind of sit back get silent and figure some things out and then maybe move forward after that 
Does that is that what you're talking about, or, or kind of tell us what the silent years are? Because I could be totally off. Um, yeah, kind of like, uh, and I always refer to uh, Bible scriptures and quotes, but kind of like Moses in the Bible, before God called him, he was on the backside of the mountain for 40 years. So it's like you you know what you plan to do and you set out to do it. But then there's a period of time where it appears that there's no growth, that there's nothing happening. Sometimes, in fact, it seems like you're going backwards or you're just standing still. And so um, and I can, you know, give an account of that in my own life you know um there's a there's a period of time you know you know you want to be xyz in those x amount of years but then god always know and has to set plans so there 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 comes a time where it seems like nothing is growing nothing is happening um you know you waiting to do this you waiting to hear back from this person that person it seemed like nothing is going on and you know those are the years that you are being developed into what you actually actually going to be. And so sometimes we, you know, pastors say it all the time that microwave, uh, you know, we want the microwave success. You know, we want it right now. We figure we got to have it right now. And nobody wants to go through the process. But without the process, you know, the pro- the project won't be complete. There's a point in time where you have to allow for maturity, for growth, for development. So when you get to that place where you desire or want to be, you know how to handle it. And so I think a lot of times you know we ready to just jump there because nobody wants to go through pain nobody don't want to go through hardship and so we want to hurry up and get to the end and not enjoy the process god yeah so and you know the whole time i'm i'm, I'm going through life stuff and i'm like this that's a mulligan that's a mulligan because you're you're to me how i how, how i just it transferred in my mind was you're you might have to get quiet to be and you may feel like a setback but it's to go back and do things the correct way it's to go right and do things right so right um and of course you know my all of my terminology is gone for the most part so that, those yeah, are those I know, right? that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know right yeah, okay okay got it now um also let's talk about um, let me see. You said Creflo Dollar as your pastor. I think it was him I heard one year. Maybe it was no, it wasn't him. It was the other one, um, Eddie Long. But he talked about haters. Um, yes. And and you know, a lot of people identify with that word, but you know, for the most part, it's naysayers and then yes. energy and you know, people yes. that bring that around you. Um yes. and sometimes it's family. Sometimes yes. it's family. Sometimes yes, most times people that you know you may consider your best friend or right you now you can take mulligans on friends all day but then family you that's what you get so how do you stay away from those people that was one of the topics um, that i have here that you should um Honestly, I live, you know, here in Atlanta by myself, so it's it's perfect. You know, um, I go back to Arkansas once a month. Uh, my mom is 93 now, mm-hmm. so I go home once a month, every month, to help make sure her bills are taken care of, making sure she has what she needs, and um, really... Um, there again, I rely on my faith to just stay grounded in your faith, and, you know... Um, I don't have like a large circle um, because I realize the higher you go in success, the more people may be subject to not 
like you or approve of you. So you have to know who you are and stay grounded in you and who you are in Christ. And once you know who you are, then, you know, because I've had, you know, I do a lot of speaking engagements and I was just in Arkansas in December and I had a huge speaking engagement and it was really, really nice. And I had some people from my hometown, you know, um, I think they got in touch with the director want to know, well, how did you pick her? Why did you pick her? You know? And so, you know, she was like, don't focus on that. And, you know, but it's like, I know who I am and my purpose in life and where I'm going. And so to allow negativity and naysayers and all that kind of stuff, you know, pastor teaches on that every Sunday. I mean, he drills this in us every Sunday about if you're going to ever be who God called you to be, then you have to be free from people. You have to be free from people in order to help people. But if you're so caught up in social media and what people are going to say and the, the likes and the dislikes, then you'll never fulfill the purpose in your life because you're so worried about what others has to say so once you get free from that and know who you are and stay grounded then you can enjoy your life with just clarity and just fulfill what God has called you and really live your dreams and so I've learned to just block out a lot of negativity family included no matter who it is because the main focus and the main point is for me to be happy and I know what it takes to make me happy so you have to just lose those people and you know Serena Williams is one of my um, person that I admire so much and she used to say all the time her and Venus that you have to believe in yourself when others don't and so if you believe in yourself then you good gotcha gotcha okay good so you just got can't be afraid to, to let people go yeah you can't be afraid because those people may be unhealthy for you and you know there's a season for everything some people that you started out with as you continue continue to progress their season may has come to an end in your life you know there's three or four people that you may carry with you throughout your life and if you do you're grateful and honored and blessed to have those people but for the most part as you continue to get to the next level they always say another level another devil so as you continue to climb this ladder of success and get to the next level then you have to really stay focused and grounded and you'll lose some people along the way and that's okay you know your job is not to please everybody if you did you would never do anything but it's to get those people around you that are grounded and solid and love you and happy for you and encourage you and motivate you in your down moments when you have down moments you can pick up the phone and call so and so and you have to worry about it being on social media the next two seconds so it's all about finding out who is really true and genuine that you can carry with you throughout your life okay well and now talk to us about your your book well three steps in overcoming trials and tribulations um like i said earlier it it starts out with my faith and all i had was a dream and those years that I chopped cotton and those years that I was in the small town and I worked at the Pine Bluff Arsenal, it's an army base in, in Pine Bluff. Those, all of those years um, 
I was mapping out my dream and um, I, I, I had wrote goals down. I knew what I wanted to do and I had planned to pursue them at all costs. And, you know, um, I named it Three Steps because I was going to work one day here in Atlanta some years ago. And um, I have this gift of visions and dreams. And so on my way to work, I happened to just look up in the sky and there was a gold ladder. Um, it had three gold steps on it. And I looked down and looked back up and it was gone. And I called it Jacob's Ladder. And um, that's how I got the three steps. And overcoming trials and tribulations is, you know, you know, that's just the facts of life. You're going to have, every day is not going to be sunshiny. You're going to have storms. You're going to have tornadoes. You're going to have all kind of challenges. But to overcome them is to be grounded in your faith and just stay the course no matter what. Difficult times, loved ones pass away, things close to your heart hurt, but you have to know that there's a designated end that you're supposed to arrive at. And so to keep the faith and keep going no matter what. I, I love that. So it's and, and the book is called what again? Three steps. Three steps in overcoming trials and tribulations through faith, patience, and receiving the prophet's reward. Okay, and where can that book be purchased? Um, virtually everywhere. You can get it at Walmart.com, Amazon.com, Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million. Uh, you can download it. Um, ebook, yeah. Um, virtually everywhere stores books are sold online in some stores you can get it oh good okay now um, to finish up I want you because three is a good number today for some reason I, I wonder why <laughs> well, three, can you give, give our listeners three things to consider when they are in the midst or in need of a mulligan in life or even in business um you you speak a lot on life so let's just stick with life so if someone's looking to do a to start over they need to do over in life because they're just not happy with where they're where they are currently or something happened and they feel like they've been set back what are three things that these individuals should keep in mind as they're maneuvering through this process um well, number one, first and foremost, because I'm a Christian, I always say prayer. So you go back in your prayer closet and you pray mm-hmm. and keep an open mind and get a tablet so you can hear from God and he will be your guide. Wisdom will be your guide. So number one is prayer. Mm-hmm. Number two, I say to set goals. If you um, didn't reach your goals the first time, um, it's okay. It's okay to start over. It's okay to go back in and, you know, touch up on some of those things and maybe go at it at a different route. You know, well, this way, um, let's try this and see which way this goes. And then the third one again is to pursue it at all costs. You you know you've prayed about it, you set some goals, and then you know you 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 take your time. And even if you have to start out small, just do a little bit at a time. A little bit you you chopping towards that bit. You working towards it daily, but put something into it every day. And then sometimes you know if you have to sit up in the wee hours and burn the midnight oil, it it, it all depends on your passion and what drives you to do it. And if you really have it in your heart to do it, then you'll do it no matter 
of what, you know. So the do-overs and the setback really is just a stepping stone to get you launched into your future destiny. Great. Yeah, and that that's that's a great way of putting it because I know when I'm out there taking my mulligans on the golf course, that second shot has set me up for everything from that point on. Yeah, and absolutely. the thing is with mulligans, you don't worry about, you can't worry about what happened, what went wrong. You got to have, you got to worry right. about what's going right, right now. Right. And how to, right. if you focus on all the wrong, you never get to move forward. So those are good. So I'm going to do a recap. Um, so number one, prayer. Number two, set new goals. And then number yes. three, pursue those goals at all costs and bit by yes. bit don't try to do it all at one time is that correct correct okay all right well miss janice it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you and thank you for sharing your knowledge on the show today um and how can people reach you if they need to reach out to you um well you know i'm on facebook um janice scott um i'm on instagram at janice w jesus um you know it can shoot me an email janice w jesus at yahoo.com um yeah you can get in touch with me like that either through any of the uh, social media outlets and then i want to say thank you for inviting me having me on as a guest it's been a pleasure and an honor and uh, i i just i really thank you so much oh yes you are absolutely welcome Okay, guys, that is our show for today. Ms. Janice Scott, she has given us some jewels on how not to really get stuck when you are in the mil- middle of your mulligan. Um, so my closing thought for today is a quote I saw online. It's called a satisfied life. A satisfied life is better than a successful life because our success is measured by others, but our satisfaction is measured by our, our own soul, mind, and heart. So until until next time, I will talk to you all soon. Hit them long and straight.